there's some I've seen some shit there. There's some shit. I've seen some open doors into motel rooms. There. There's human trafficking going on in that. In that. I don't know why the police aren't there every day. Right? Yeah. There's exchanges of money, fluid, and people on the regular. It's fucked up. <laughs> How you doing, Chris? I'm good, Jared. How you doing? I'm good too, man. It's, it's not fucked up. Dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that you called this album. I'm stoked that it's sunny out. Like we're in, we're <laughs> right in the longest days, dude. In, the, in these final days. Yeah. I'm stoked. <laughs> stoked to be here, bro. Yeah, man. We get to do. <laughs> I'm gonna let that go. Um, this is kind of is like cross promotional, right? We're gonna cover David Lee Ross. I don't know why we're always cagey at the beginning. Like people don't read the shit when they hit play on it. <laughs> yeah, we're know, doing David Lee Ross skyscraper. Nineteen eighty eight's David Lee Ross skyscraper. And if you if you, you read know, it, we said it. You, there you go. We also have another podcast with our friend Augie Begon called Fair Warning, where we yeah. talk about nothing but Van Halen in chronological order. Yep. This, so this is like cross training right here. It is a little bit, and we haven't gotten in the Fair Warning podcast timeline wise to where David's recording this album, mm. but we have gotten at this point in time um, where he's done Eat 'Em and Smile because that came out before OU812. That's why this felt natural. I said, well, let's just keep this ball rolling. It was one of the most comfortable things I've read in a long time. <laughs> I'm going to do Skyscraper. <laughs> Dude, what? Dude, dude, <laughs> that's so some good. light lifting right there. Yeah, dude, and and this is a good album. I now, listened the shit out of this record, like when it was out. Did you? Yeah, this, yeah. you were on this one. Yeah, I started falling off around this one, but I was this always was the last. No, I bought a little ain't enough. Did you? But I and yeah, I only sure. liked some of it. Okay, you know, I think Eat 'Em and Smile is a fucking killer album. True that. I feel like I even maybe overstepped my bounds saying that on uh, on our last <laughs> fair warning podcast. Um, Didn't you try to say it was like better than fifty one fifty? It's better man. than fifty one fifty. It is, it is. And we could talk about now with skyscraper these dynamics where Dave is uh, not you know is influenced by Van Halen, so the, but Van Halen's also rock and roll. They're in the they're at this point they're in the lifeblood. Yeah, they spent. Dude, they got together like ever since they sprouted their first pubes. They're going to be influenced by each other. There's no escape in that. Right. He is Van Halen is in his blood, and you can't. He's not just going to shed that. Yeah. And nor should he. He worked hard to build that sound too. You know. What you realize is wait maybe where their commonalities were in starting to make music together in the first place, where they sure. like good background vocals. <laughs> yes. They like a good vocal delivery, and they like some fucking. Some face melters here and there, some heavy stuff that's maybe not sung too heavy, so sure. you don't realize that they're doing like heavy metal riffs, um, and then all of a sudden they're doing swing movements and they're fucking. And Dave brought obviously a lot of that camp. We it's easy to call it camp, but it, it's appreciation for a fucking. That's what it is, but you know, it's good camp. Yeah, it's appreciation for a style, for a whole genre of music. You know, he brings a lot of that fanboyism to it. Um, but always hooks. Always hooks. Always the hooks. And a good-ass voice, dude. He, he, I think he sings the lowest in in tone on this album. Yeah, yeah. He that's, gets down uh, there. That uh, damn good, the acoustic yeah. one. Damn good. Uh, he, what I like about Dave is he's not afraid to throw it out there. No. That's, that takes a lot of something. And Dave's man. helming. Okay, so him and Steve Vai are producing this thing this time. 
Right. So Ted's Ted's gone. The cat's away, and these mice will play. So yeah. you're really seeing like uh, like the keyboards are creeping in. Uh, interesting, Funny like enough, right? vocal production choices that are just kind of like Ted would have never let that fly. But some of it's fun and adventurous. Some of yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. maybe Ted could have. And they, they could have guided you there. Could have guided, yeah. And uh, they t- they talk about that in some articles and whatever. You go down the rabbit hole, you realize, Ed, Ed, Dave, we, it was kind of done working with Ted. Ted was kind of done working with Dave. It seems for this one because they worked together on Eat 'Em and Smile. Yeah. Now Eat 'Em and Smile, I think, is a great if you're gonna call it. Well, it's just a great album, but it's a you know a first album of a of. The new, the new, the new state, someone who's already yeah. fronted the band, the first album of the second movement mm-hmm. of a career. That's what we did last week. Yeah. Who did we do it last week? Uh, Enoch. Oh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. the same mode as like yeah. s- your second solo album, which is an interesting there's way a to neat, come at it. There's a neat dynamic when you are comfortable in the studio and you've already had a fucking career that you're going to get paid for for the rest of your life. And now you're doing your solo shit and taking, you know, how good is the stab that you're going to take now with if you have to put the whole thing together? Right. And the second one is the real key, just like it. Well, like any band second album. So your first solo album is all the songs your bandmates didn't like and you right. kept in a drawer. Yeah. these little gems that nobody else understood but you. So there's your whole first solo album right there. Mm-hmm. It's all these the stuff that's been waiting to get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then so, let's do it again. Yeah. Okay, what do you have? Are you a musician or or uh or is your well tapped? Well, if you got the likes of Steve Vai and Billy Sheehan in your corner. And, and him and Steve Vai wrote a lot of these songs together. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense as they're producing. Uh, this kind of was the album that got Billy Sheehan to quit the band. Right. <laughs> they um, just. They, and Steve Vai, too. Eventually, yes. He would go later, a little bit later, but yeah. uh, not long later. No, the conversations are being had when Dave's not in the room about what they're going to do well, after we're this get album. Get the fuck out of here, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this, we're, we're gonna... It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. yeah it was cool. We're still cool, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we also got Greg Bessonette on drums. Yes. And we got, uh, what, Brett Tuggle on fucking The keys. keyboard. He's going to make his presence felt. Yes. And what's kind of cool is all of those guys have background vocals listed yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, we're except getting, for Steve. Yeah, Steve. Don't, Steve's too busy singing <laughs> with his fingers. Yeah. Um, so there's, that's a carryover that we're going to see from Van Halen. But maybe it's just a, a common sensibility that they, now these eight, to, uh, 10 people enjoyed you know uh, 15 if we're including ted and fucking martin yeah. landau and whoever else helped put that album together it's just part of their sound that, that they're equally uh can lay claim to yeah it's the van halen sound you gotta have the tight right vocal and it, it, there's i was looking at the the credits on this record and the personnel and like uh, we were joking about how many drummers were on the last album Oh, Jeremy Enix. This is like so many people doing backup vocals. Uh, yeah. Magic Moreno, John Batdorf. Do you know who I looked for? Tommy was... Funderburk. <laughs> oh, Funderburk. He's already you another, gotta, if you're gonna do another a red project, link. You gotta have Funderburk's a red link. No, you can't find out about Funderburk. I think he's like puss puss. He's not real. <laughs> Johnny Funderburk. Yeah, I don't buy that for a I second. I was looking to see if fucking Helen or, or uh, what's her name who was on a. Uh, the Boy uh, George album? The Boy George album. I was like, did she oh, show she's up on not this not here. Thing? She's not. She's not here. Um, 
But there's a lot of talent that went into this. People were not shy to work with David Lee Roth Mm-mm. because he's it's not the first time anyway. No, um, after 1984, he puts out Eat 'Em and Smile, and that's a success. People yes. are digging it. It's, it's got, some, dude. It's got. You, you're thinking Dave, Eddie, which is basically like some singing, some sick guitar, mm-hmm. dude. Eat 'Em and Smile starts out with some singing. Or some rapping yeah. and uh, some sick guitar right mm. off the bat. I, I, what you're hungry for, we got this here. Yeah, I honestly say they both get to take a win. Like Van Halen with 5150 and him with Edom and Smith, they both Agreed. get to take a win there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just, the idea in, in Fair Warning when we were talking about it um, and here, you know, the listeners like to hear a little controversy. <laughs> Everybody, I, on my drive here, my cousin asked me, um, because I told him what we were going to talk about, what we've been mm-hmm. talking about. And uh, he's like, the, the question, Sammy or Dave? The thing is that it's a flawed premise. It's not one or the other. Yeah. Um, though, if I had to have Desert Island one or the other, I would take the early Van Halen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say, uh, you know, one over the other. Right. The development. This is, these are careers. These are libraries of work we're talking about here. <laughs> um, and this is really fun because we get to see Dave's stab at it. Right. And you realize he's full on. He's got a, talent. There's a reason he was leading Van Halen. Yeah. He was lead, you know, fronting Van Halen. That's no small fucking task. And he killed it, obviously. Yeah. And this, he, you see in the songwriting here because, there, yeah, there is no Ted Templeman. He's not. Produce, you know, Steve Vai is producing these vocal sessions. Like it's, but it's a partnership with these two guys, and so you know that obviously um, Steve's writing all the sick guitar parts. Mm-hmm. But Dave has some pretty great melodies on this album too, where you're like, okay, that's right, yeah. that's right. You've only been the lead singer of the of the greatest uh, American rock band for the last ten years, right? Of course. <laughs> You're fantastic. In a way, he kind of makes you not remember how good he is, but also have to remind you how good he is. Uh, but it's uh, also kind of already in your bloodstream. Right. You're, you, we DNA yeah. to enjoy what's coming out of this guy's mouth. Yeah. He's got the unlock code to our hearts and minds. <laughs> it was installed when we were but we children. Yeah. Um, can we, Let's do it, man. Let's get into this. Yeah, I love it. Uh, let me say first, it was uh, released January 26, 1988, recorded at Cavill Studios. You know, the one that looks like a big, uh, tall f- uh, stack of flapjacks, the white, like a <laughs> alien flapjacks going up in the the big round one. Oh, yeah. It was like state-of-the-art when they built that shit in the 60s. It was like... Yeah. It's a... Big stuff. Still big stuff in the 80s. And obviously, you get the likes of David Lee Roth in there. Coffee pot, Darth Vader's kicking in over there. Excited for the album, dude. I'm excited to find the. There we go. Knuckle bones. Now, <laughs> this I had no, no. Until the other day, I had not listened to this record in a good long while. Listened to it a lot when it came out, and maybe the you know five, ten years after that. I don't think it. Yeah. Made it too far into the '90s in in my playlist. But immediately I'm singing along, like the words are coming back to me. It's like, oh, knuckle bones, you know, all these. You're just like, oh shit, the deep cuts are deep. But this is great. This is how he kicks it off, and it's pretty proper. 
to Huey Lewis right there. Sun. <laughs> what, what year is this? This is 88. Yes. This is right down the barrel Feeling for the 88. <laughs> oh, still can write a pre-chorus like nobody else. That was a queen build-up. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's not just straight A, B, A, B, C kind of songwriting. Yeah, there's a, exactly. There's, there's a lot of fun, nice, delicate transitions that are going on. And that's... He's also fucking with his vocals in call and response. Several different yeah, vocal tracks. Yes, to himself. He's doing the old iced tea, yeah. as they call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going to talk about King Kong. He's going to talk about all this. I don't know. I have something to say about oh, Steve Vai. Who has Steve I not played with? Like Zappa, we all know. Started at the age of 19 playing with Frank Zappa. Yeah. Alice Cooper. Talk about a father figure. Like that, that, that's going to leave a mark. It's a mentorship <laughs> for your ass. Okay. And this is what it gets you. Right? I mean, it's Dave. We just got to get it out of the way. They do it. That's a new wrinkle for yeah. Dave so far. But that's so, that was a face melter. The solo Do, was doing that thing melter. where you pan the guitar all the way over there, but you send all the reverb all the to the other channel, yeah. so it sounds like you it, two guitars, but it's really like, like he's playing with himself. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. Uh, which, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything, but just Eddie used to do that a lot, too. And yeah. I think a lot of guitar players did. Well, it made sense, didn't it, when you... Heard that Steve Vai is some sick guitarist, or you listen to some, and I gotta say that's how I came on to listening to Steve Vai. I didn't know about him until Dave's first album, right? And was like, this guy's making a guitar talk, you know? And, and, and you <laughs> He's know, got like three a, necks. It's like Charlie Brown's teacher, Steve Vai. They they speak the same language, and um, and then you realize, okay, Steve Vai, this is this is actually a good band that's that's backing Dave, or yeah. the you know. Yeah. And it's his name on it. It's David Lee Roth this, David Lee Roth this. So he's kind of getting that Peter Gabriel stage where you're going, you came from the band, but now it's going to be your name. Yeah. Um, he didn't go front a new band. And ultimately, these guys probably knew this is h- however many sessions, how, however many albums. At some point, the arsenal that he has backing him here, this, is, this was not going to be their last stop. And yeah. indeed... These are some of the best session players and have contributed to a shit ton of albums that are already ingrained in you um, with just the, the bass, drums, and, and uh, guitar. Yeah, Billy Sheehan uh, had opened for Van Halen. 
with his band Talus. Yeah, with Talus, dude. Um, what's it, which is where they met. Yeah. And uh, he stuck in their head from then. I don't know. Oh, but Steve I was with White Snake too. Well, like so, Steve so, Eyes well, played with everybody well, and their so grandma. You t- you talking? You said Billy Sheen, right? Yeah, Mr. Big. Yeah, Mr. Big. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a fan, but. Um, God damn, I got to write bigger because I, I actually put some notes down about this, dude. <laughs> uh, base Aquaman? I don't think that. Augmentation? Base Augmentation. Base oh, yeah, yeah. Base Augment, okay, Aquaman. That, yeah, look at this. I, I'm getting in the mindset. So if Billy Sheehan, his highest five frets, uh-huh. he customized to scallop out for his playing style. Oh. He put a, um, uh, a fucking... Uh, humbucker or whatever um in the neck too like he's in the neck he's doing some fuckery as far yeah. just like eddie kind of does he frankenstein his own guitars mm-hmm. and then like decided on either a solid body or if this bolt-on neck and what the pros and cons were you can yeah. augment the bolt-on but you but it's not but like it's not stable <laughs> and it's a little bit wanky um so he's a he's a full-on tinkerer dude yeah well, he, he got the scallop necks. That's hilarious. There was somebody, Reb Beach from Winger. This is total guitar magazine shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had scallop, or I think Ingve did too. So he had like the whole neck was scallop between the frets. Yeah. And you right. had to play so lightly. Right. But it also gave, it's. Yeah, you get some. It's, it's for advanced users only. Right. It's because. <laughs> you can't, I think you have to like take a class, like a gun before you can even get one. It's great. Oh, wait. Yeah. Just get a gun. Get a gun. <laughs> you ready to feel better? Yeah, after yeah. that bummer? Because <laughs> this song always makes me feel better. Looking out on the road, I was in my dime. I was 'm that sounds so good on car stereos too it does and it's almost like a little rope dope because they hit you with this fucking jogging montage of an intro yeah this fucking big old this is gonna be an anthem song and then they're just like we're actually just gonna hit you with some pop for a little you bit suck down into this tight little verse with those backgrounds right there another pre-chorus like he just cranks them out They nailed the production on this. They nailed the song. Toggle? Brett Toggle. Toggle. <laughs> Toggle. Toggle. The Buggles. <laughs> he is everyone's everyone's showing out on this one. They are, dude. I remember this is the video where he's on okay, this is the video where the three neck guitar comes out. The heart guitar with the three yeah. necks. Yeah, yeah. And this is one like from the cover shooter where he's actually climbing the 
El Capitan or some shit? What yes. is he doing? So, okay, so the cover of the album of Skyscraper is yeah. Dave clinging for his life on the edge of El Capitan, you know. He's basically, he's in, he's in Yosemite. Am I saying that right? <laughs> uh, Galen Rowell shot this, uh, uh, shot this, um, that image. He did the whole photo shoot. That's a photographer. And he's done a whole bunch of other good, fun stuff. Um, so the way Dave got in that position is with about a 15-person crew. With lights and with uh, with stuff, oh, but so this, this, he's <laughs> on the side of the mountain. But he was lowered down. Uh, now Dave, Dave has a lot of interests, but for photographic reasons, I'm not going to climb on El Capitan. <laughs> Let's say it wouldn't surprise me. He seems like the kind of guy that would go rock climbing for sure. And even on the way up, oh. he had yeah. Well, I'll talk oh. softly over this oh, fucking yeah, gem. Yeah. Even on the way up, David Lee Roth had a horse that was given to him and only him out of the crew to take him to the top. And you know what Dave did? He let somebody else ride the horse because he just wanted to go for the walk. So Dave will put in the time. And remember <laughs> that anytime. Think about David Lee Roth. Now, they lower him down. They lower the lights down. They get the shot. They said he's shitting his pants between every fucking frame. Are you kidding because me? Because he's I hanging. Yeah, he's hanging off of the top of El Capitan. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Even still, he's doing it. And, you know, he's he knows when it's camera time, so he can turn it <laughs> on and off. <laughs> it seemed like he was very nervous about that shoot. Yeah. They got the shot. Well, it's in the video, too. Like, they got helicopter shots or something? Or yeah. was that a stun double? Yeah. You know, know, we got to look close on that one, and I can't say yay or nay. Oh, this is a flex at the end, too, where they're like, oh, we got background vocals. What's up? Yeah. Just like them, this must be just like living in paradise. Dude, that's a tight, that's a tight, <laughs> nice number right there. Ta-da! Ta-da, da-da, da-da, da-da. There you go. Your cousin Rose is dead. You know that joke? You don't know that joke? No, I don't. Okay, I'll tell it to you real quick. All right. Um, uh, this person gets a, you know, goes to the door and gets a, a telegram, a singing telegram. Who gets those? And the person, or no, no, no. It gets, it gets, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to tell it on this episode. <laughs> Maybe on the next episode. Sorry, this has been two songs off a of skyscraper. <laughs> Um, so that's a really nice tight fucking pop ditty. Yeah. It, that's that's everything you want with a oh, a little bit more of like I like where he's going, you know? Steve Vai's least favorite song on the album. I could see that because he found it to be pedantic. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> pedestrian. Pedestrian, other P words. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Steve Vai Vai Steve Vai is gonna just start chomping at the champing at the bit. Yeah. Um and fair enough, because even at one point in his career, Tom Petty has a lyric about Steve Vai. What? About taking the apple out of old Stevie's eye. Basically, Steve Vai and Tom Petty had some beef, but the idea is Steve Vai's this up-and-coming guitarist. This is how I interpreted this All lyric, right. which is what was told by my by Tracy to me. Okay. And so, and it's she's... Big sister it, lore here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So <laughs> there's gospel. Yeah. Um and uh by the way, Book of Enoch still going down that dead. rabbit hole. A couple other of those dude. fucking Dead Sea Scroll books. Look out for the Elohim, dude. Dude, right? <laughs> Meet those dudes. Um 
He he gets he starts getting some props. He's going to show up on Crossroads after this. Yeah, you know he's the, the devil's, devil's guitarist. house guitar player. Dude. Placed both sides both. of that duel. <laughs> what kind of shit is this, man? Yeah. Hold up, wait a second. He did. That's he great. played Ralph Macchio's hands too. Levi done all right for himself. Yeah, his solo album that came out not yeah, very close to this. Flexible, really cool. It's the one reason like looks like the neck of his guitar is all rubber. <laughs> And bendy necks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they tried in the late eighties. The scallop. <laughs> and also, it doesn't seem to be like, uh, or at least at this stage, and not that I know, like heavy drinker, partier, or something like. It's like no, and pretty much um uh, doesn't ever talk shit about anybody. Pretty much a mensch, you know. Yeah. Nice on you, Steve I. Right. He's had a nice long career. He's guy. He's gonna be pushing seventy. I bet you. Mm-mm. Yeah. No seventy. He's, he's not a, as old as Sammy. Well, Sammy's like 84. Sammy's 70 something, I think. He's like late 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Those he's guys all lie about their age. He's 97. <laughs> Him and George Burns went to high school together. <laughs> and when I was your age, I had to clap. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line. Okay, three in. Yep. They just followed a juggernaut. So we're going to drop happen? the sex jam because <laughs> it's Dave. <laughs> Way to read the tea leaves on that one. But there's a reason, man. It's sticky. Yes. And Dave's staying in this kind of, this baritone, dude. Wherever you can hold my peace. This fucking rock here too, you know. Yeah. There's a there's a little ZZ Top, you mean? Yeah. Not now, not Steve does shit like that, man. huh? I mean, give it up for Steve Vai. I mean, and to his credit, he's he just said you. I wasn't trying to compete with Eddie Van Halen. You're a fool yeah. to do that. Steve had his own thing. They intersect a little bit. He he can do the things. that they. I think they both can do things that the other couldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> a little you know, fucking... Little, yeah. That's, 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 that's the thing about, like, uh, really fantastic musicians. That just, they all have their, their thing. Yeah. Like, he sounds like he's falling down the stairs over there. Yeah, and I think they... All appreciate each other, like because they're this game recognized game, right? These guys are on; the, they're both on that strata. It's not a one or the other. These guys are fucking Rushmores of being able to play an instrument. Oh, and don't forget about Billy. 
too. This is the one that when they were playing live, this one would last like 10 minutes, right? Because those solos would be way longer. Billy, yeah, Billy. Billy can solo. <laughs> Billy is a sleeping giant on this album and in the David Lee Roth band. Yeah, but especially on this album, too, because he was specifically asked to tone it down for this one, which I think was a big part of him deciding, yeah, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That's, uh, dude. He's doing that Jimi Hendrix how many octave chord slides right there. Oh, yeah, dude, that's full-on Hendrix. Some Axis old as love shit right there, but it's, it's all amped up. It's clever. Clever girl. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, that's the bottom bad. line. Yeah, not a bad third song, man. Um, for some reason, this album can just, it, it can kind of disappear and my day won't change. <laughs> right. You know? Um, but uh, so many albums are, are going to be like that. They fall into that category. Um, it's I've really got an appreciation for it, listening to it for this podcast. And then it's striking all these memories of like Darcy listening. She really likes this album. Yeah. And, uh, and I had half a mind to invite her in tonight. Um, but you know, I just wanted to be alone with you, Jared. You know, we don't get so much time together in any way, you know, it's it's precious. Yeah. Uh, Um, it, it's, there's some fucking hammers playing on this thing. Every, every musician that's involved with this is, excellent at their craft and they even get a little bit of time to shine on some of these tracks so we've got a especially towards the end of the album of course on the second half is is billy's got some some experimentations going on too yeah there's there's things that uh you're like huh oh you do that yeah you you do that yeah okay okay strange like strange flexes yeah (laughs) exactly uh here's the title track i don't want to play skyscraper Good uh, YYZ vibes off it too. Yeah, it just sounds like everybody who put that together really, like, really likes music. Like, oh, that shit! You know that? <laughs> that's a Stevie <laughs> Vai. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For sure. So many heads of Davis. <laughs> like when fucking Diddy was in, get him. <laughs> So many Dave's in my head. I'm a skyscraper. Very uh, 
William Shatner delivery right there. Yeah, and almost that treatment, like they like a wet vocal treatment. But now we're gonna mess with several tracks, and we're gonna have you coming in the left side, and then we'll have that one coming in the right side. You know, fucking, they're fucking with the studio. And if he and Stevie are producing this, they're they're fucking around. This is the shit that Ted Templeman would be like. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, come on, Dave, give me that a was break. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking perfect. the face melters but they always always lyrical yeah they don't feel like they're about to fall apart that's like eddie their compositions they're not weedly weedly fest right they are but they're going somewhere these things they've been thought about maybe he'll actually one of these was i remember just reading something it was a one take swell that he just <laughs> sure. pulled out his ass nailed it but there's always a melody to it there's always a story getting told they never cross the line stumbling yeah they always show up like fucking tires intact, engine warm, and just being like. <laughs> Anybody can can practice long enough to get the technique, but what you need to do something interesting and, and beautiful with it. Uh. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. They might as well roll it. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Because we got a we got a nice soft gotta... guitar intro that we can get you to step on the fucking post for. Yeah, you do that. I'm going to do it because this is, it's a nice fucking follow-up. We've been hearing a whole bunch of rock. Okay, where are we going here? Break down to a That's 12 string. Beautiful. That's the thing. sitar in there? Dave's not afraid to to hit the range. Might get a little Zeppelin-y from time (laughs) to time. That's tricky. <laughs> rock and ride. Dude, how fun is that to then have the, the bass and drums come in? Time rolls <laughs> whole long. <laughs> Called your shot like Babe Ruth, dude. Should have respected it. I should have known. Yeah, and gone. All these sonic fucking triggers. Yeah. But I like it. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> you dig the references. Yeah. yeah. This is. <laughs> That's the Zeppelin yeah, part. But I mean, it's a nice melody from Dave. For the yeah. And we had some. What it was worth. But the thing is, like, uh, 
difference between a guy like him and Sammy, he's very blues-based. Yeah, yeah. And his melodies are going to be kind of blues melodies. Even in the poppy ones, they're just kind of blues-based because blues has been infiltrated into pop since the beginning yeah. of days. Um, and that's what you're going to get out of And this is kind of a classic example of that. Yeah. He when he's laying up in the cut, he's still... Does. He appreciates that this the whole storyline of, of singing blues, the weaving of it of a narrative, and where to lay back in the cut. Right. <laughs> yeah. Man, looking back on life in his mid thirties. <laughs> no, that sound just. <laughs> now listen, he lived more life by thirty-five than I think a lot of people pack into a whole lifetime. And to be fair, there's no song about high school on this album, or uh, teacher. But he was rocking steady in her daddy's car. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know he's gonna have to drop it. It's got to come out somewhere. Right. I swear it's like a sitar. See, it's a sitar. <laughs> That's like a keyboard sitar, maybe. I didn't see a sitar player listed on the credits. Damn good it's like some backwards shit, too. That's a backwards reverb on top of that fucking attack. This is, I mean, it screams of... We have the studio to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you think it sounds That's too much more... like Zeppelin stuff? No, oh, it's fine, man. Well, that guitar shit he was doing there was more, a little more proggy than Dave's ever been. Yeah, dude. This has like these weird fucking prog hits. Once again, this is kind of like could have been a Yes song, right? Yeah. <laughs> they like 12 strings. Oh, it... Or yours in a simple rhyme. You remember that Van Halen song oh, on totally. uh, that? This could be its like spiritual nephew. Yeah. Yes, I will. <laughs> I see it coming, yeah. This one is ours. We got help. Yeah. A little pan flute in the there. background. Right it's, right it's, it's nothing. Like his Frodo looking at the fucking Midnight Sky right now. Like, that pipe weed. Like, yeah, like, like you know, <laughs> what they don't show you in the movies. When it's like, he's doing all right, but he's tired, but he's going on like these moments of resolve halfway through the journey. Yeah, you know? he just sits down. Listen. Doesn't quite have the shit yet, but he yeah. knows it's coming, but it, it'll be fine. You know, hobbits and dwarves, they all like to sing. Yeah. They're always singing all the time. Fuck yeah, dude. They got songs because they didn't have iPods in Middle Earth. So they had to. S- oh, yeah, just sing for each other. Yeah. I think Dave would have been fine in Middle Earth. I think he oh, probably shit, would man. have the same career if he was in Middle Earth as Guaranteed. he does now. Guaranteed. And cod pieces <laughs> were in, you know, in Middle Earth too. Like, he wouldn't oh, have to change yeah. up his outfits too no. much. Hard to find <laughs> spandex, but, you know. Yeah, but if he had it, people would be like, that's awesome. Yeah, he could. The Holy, elves you would make. Fucking his, see this guy. He would only buy elven <laughs> elves, clothes. Dude, the elves would hang out with him. The elves might worship him as a god. <laughs> like, <laughs> the prophecies have spoke of one to come from the outer worlds. <laughs> know him by his lipstick red codpiece. <laughs> <laughs> 
and Thursday nights near the oak tree in crazy <laughs> sword play. Oh, dude, he'd be grabbing uh, like. Have you heard that Dave is in town? <laughs> He's the, in Rivendell. The orcs would Two flee. Three nights. Orcs would flee. You see that guy with like two like super like uh uh like dwarf machetes, right? Like yeah, yeah. forged out of the fires of Oh yeah. And yeah. he just starts doing a routine. Maybe he stops for a second and does like the little streamer on a stick just to wow him oh. and gets back to just Oh, dude, stopping everything. Yeah. Y- you got Hmm. <laughs> you painted Man. a pretty picture, my friend. Somewhere somewhere in some alternate timeline we got that. But that's how he wraps up the first side of this. I think now's the time to take another drink or just kind of ease into a few things. We're going to get into the second half of this album. Jared, while you make that drink, I'm just going to do a real quick. If you were getting this album fresh off the fucking, fresh off the stands at your local cassette store. Sam um, Goody. You might swing by and see Heathers. You might fucking see, (laughs) go out on a date and see a wacky Beetlejuice movie with Michael Keaton. Man. Or several years later, you'll realize that Akira was filmed this year, created this year. The Great Outdoors was some of the best. Oh, man. Best comedy. One of the best raccoon acting I've ever seen in my life. Dude, that movie is a sledgehammer start to finish. <laughs> One of the funniest first 15 minutes of a movie ever made. For sure. Incredible. Uh, Bull Durham came out. They Live came out. Blood Sport came out. Young Gums came out. Young Gums. <laughs> Young Gums. <laughs> That sounds like one of the uh, parody uh, ones they would put up on the Lusty Lady back in the day. Right. Young Gums. The best signage in oh, Seattle. I miss it so much sometimes. I mean, it's been gone for like a decade at least now, I think. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, that's, here's to, hey, here's here's to the, the Lusty, lusty Lady. And I'll forever remember Forrest Rump. You ever go inside? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the, this year, the longest tunnel was ever constructed in Japan is uh, under Speaking the Speaking of the lusty lady, oh! It was a foot long. Yeah, it was actually 14 <laughs> inches, but... <laughs> 33 and a something miles. Wow. Um, we shot down the U.S. on accident, Oops. an Iranian passenger jet. Our bad. Whoops. That was a big whoops. Whoopsie daisy. Um, uh, Barry Sanders got that. the Heisman. I remember that. Right. Yeah, there's big years here going on. Um, let's see. Stephen King published the Tommyknockers and Misery, killing it. Stephen King, <laughs> just, heyday. Just in a blow blizzard <laughs> yeah. right now. Just whooping it up. Oh <laughs> I'm thinking about making a book about these kids that got to fuck each other till they get out of the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> pork chops were 40 cents per pound. That's right. That's, we ate a lot of pork chops. Dude, there was a dozen eggs for 65 cents. What? A gallon of gas was 91 cents. The space shuttle program had just gotten back running after 2.5 years from the Challenger explosion. Yeah, they took a break. They took a break. See, the Atlantis was the first one that went up after that. Was it the Atlantis or the Enterprise? I can't remember. Yeah. I think there are only those two left after the (laughs) theory. I don't remember. The Columbia, which is no more as well, but it was. Right. Uh, at which, the time which one's the... here in Seattle? That it's actually in Seattle? it's a remake. I oh. think it's a remodel of the reimagining. Of it, it is, <laughs> it is, <laughs> and it's like all right, I get it. That's cool. You spent how much on that? I don't. Yeah, know. real one's cool. No, there's no way nobody who walks in and finds that out goes like. Ah. Uh, I kind of thought this would be radiated. It from was included the Van Allen in, the, in the 
tour fee. Okay, yeah. then we'll fucking take it. Is that the Museum of Flight? That's the Museum of Flight. It's a cool we, museum. One of the coolest museums yeah. I've ever been in. Incredible. And we've got some friends who have done some work in the museum, so it's nice to go uh, appreciate whatever they do. Cool. Oh, <laughs> would you, I cut you off. With your fingers. All right, dude, let's get into the <laughs> second half. Okay. So that was, you know, he ended it uh, with Damn Good, which was the 12 string Zeppelin E sort of ballad type deal he was getting into, and we enjoyed it. This is where they crank up the amps one more time as you flip that cassette or record over. Yeah. And it's still in that format. 1988, yeah. you still got, you've very you much. Got, you, could, you could probably get this on CD. Sure. But, but definitely uh, record and definitely no, fucking. Yeah. No one you or I were hanging out with, no. except for Henry Chu. No motherfucker. Had, he had it. Henry Chu. How many go in there, Henry? Live, living the life of Chu, me? man. Yeah. That's the name of the song. <laughs> that's how you spell Fleetwood Mac. Fuck. <laughs> Hot dog and a shake. Is that enough of a entendre, double, triple, or otherwise? Yeah. Damn it, if that doesn't sound like a spinal tap intro. <laughs> a lot of sammy crossover with this one like i think this is where the reasons that david lee roth and sammy hagar were both good for fronting van halen Mm -hmm. this is where if there isn't a van halen where those two orbits also cross over yes oh sammy could do this song yeah you got that okay i don't know he did he do it so well (laughs) this part for sure He gets half his lyrics from reading the back of fucking whatever bag of yeah. box of cereal. Is that <laughs> cool dry place? <laughs> <laughs> Proof of purchase. Yeah. What does it mean, Dave? Yeah. And uh, again, he's going Kokomo Bokomo with uh, several vocal tracks. Yes. Oh, this. Okay, the solo is kind of legit, though. just keeps yes ending himself <laughs> oh man i love it when the when the backing track changes to another part but the solo goes on yeah like a whole yeah. other chord progression starts happening but it's still a guitar solo dude takes a yeah. certain kind of guy to pull none that of that off. was done on accident Whew, that was it's incredible that was a thing of, of beauty that, that'll get easy into the second side of an album yeah that'll make up for maybe some lackluster lyrics on this one Right? Yeah. Maybe some. 
<laughs> what are you? Oh, come on. Yeah. Do I have to play Rush doing the rap song again? They're all doing some heavy lifting here. And so hey, one slips. Really, the backing band doesn't slip. It's like if Dave doesn't or or if the song doesn't have a, a you know, yeah. it's full. there's still so much other good fucking music going on. The song, yeah, it's not the backing track. It's, it's suffering on this one. That, that solo's sick. Yeah, it's... I, I think it's... Between the two records that he did, with that's my favorite one. It was Hot Dog and a Shake. Yeah. Stand Up. Stand Up? Uh, what a song does this remind me of? Stand Up and Shout. No. You got Stand Up by Jethro Tull. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like an... Uh, I don't we're know gonna, why. I just It reminds me of like, I'll wait for some reason. Probably all the synthesizers. Yeah, there's some, there's sonic fuckery happening. Seinfeld. Oh, that's Prince playing the fucking keyboards right. on this shit. And it's bright. They mix this. They mix it right up front, dude. Yeah. Here's a little more Huey Lewis-ish, but not with saxophones. See, Excedrin headache number sixty-five. He was reading the box. Right. I figured I've cracked you the David Lee Roth code. code. Dude, I feel like we did enough spice and enough conversation that you've come to this moment where I can see. You can I, can, see. I can see it. Holy cow! Damn. Anything left in that bottle? I gotta read the label. You know what I'm saying, dude? Holy God. Jared, I don't have a drop that celebrates what you just cracked open. Oh, my God. How could, how could you? Who could have seen it coming? Who could have seen it? <laughs> I'm not a fan of this song so much. Nah. But And it's buried back here on the second yeah. half of the album. But the guitar solos are always fire. Even when they only ask for, like, one bar. It's like he's doing... He's, I don't know what he's doing. This is what he's doing. Dave will always also give you enough material to bag on him. <laughs> Dave, Dave will put himself out there and and and, and whatnot so okay, much that yeah. like you can. It's fertile ground almost any way to appreciate the music. Uh, you know. I know that he was after Steve Stevens originally before he settled on Steve Vai. Uh, okay. I can see Billy Idol doing a song like, like this. Could be a Billy Idol backing track. Yeah. Without those vocals, take the pull those vocals out. Yeah, you gotta forget the vocals. Yeah, deliver like leather, whatever his lyrics are, you know. Yeah, leather lips. I think that was one of them. I think it was leather yeah. lips. It's it swimmers like lips. <laughs> Let's get them swimmers lips, bro. Yeah, your swimmers lips are just like leather. <laughs> Turn it up loud, no, no thanks. Yeah, nah, this song goes nowhere, and they all knew it. It's filler. Yeah, exactly. Okay, is because get a real guitar solo again. They have to do a second album. So, I mean, as far as an album doing okay, this album did okay. They were hits. No, that yeah, came and off the tour like, was good. Everything sold well. Tour was good. The album went to number six on the Billboard charts at its highest. Just like Paradise went it's too to bad, number 51 six. Too bad. Fifty One Fifty went to number one, but you know. Yeah, for, for, and deservedly so. Oh no! Wait a minute. This came out the same year as OUA One Two. This is OUA One Two. He always beats them by a couple months, though. They're staggered, and yeah. I think I think maybe subconsciously, professional courtesy. They never made it about the they, same day. They never. But Dave always scooped them. 
in you, Dave got out the gate first. Yeah, every time. Classic. And you get it. He's been paying attention, and he's been fucking. He's none of what Dave's doing and is by accident. And he is coming off affronting Van Halen, and to to you know, whatever. I got nowhere to. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He has to because fifty one fifty did just become a number one album on the last go round. Yeah, Eat 'Em and Smile did great. Fifty one fifty went number one. Right. Ouch. Well, so, are, I mean, we got East Coast, West Coast, except for it's all on the West Coast. It's, it's, East, it's East like LA, West dialogue, LA. man. Like, it's exciting in 88, 89. Right. See where this is going. This could be a Morris Day in the Time song, too, actually. It is. Right? <laughs> Half of that guitar line could be horns, too. Right. There's some horns on here somewhere, too, that can listen up. We might have missed it already. Steve I played the horns. Yeah. Yeah, is it alto sax or something like that? Alto horn, whatever alto an alto horn, horn is. The lower horn. Um, I think Damn Good went to number two. Some chart yeah, it was did. higher charting than Paradise? That, that yeah. didn't seem right, it but seem it, right, the but numbers don't lie. Yeah. Huh. What are you going to do, man? Didn't have a cool video like Paradise. No. And Dave... Dave obviously contributed to the ideas of some of the videos in Van Halen. And... <laughs> You think? <laughs> Listen, man, I'm going to be Napoleon, right? Let me tell you something about Dave TV and, and what it did to me when I first saw the video with Ed Dave TV. Right. Basically caught it at its beginning and had no idea I was watching a video channel. But David Lee Roth was fully in my in my fucking view. Um. Already on Van Halen. On the Toastmaster General of the Immoral Majority. I was like, is this guy doing a talk show? Is this, he, it, it did what it was t- supposed to do, you know, especially to, you know, a non-critical thinking mind. All of a sudden, you're just like, holy shit, is this fucking, and then it turns into the Just a Gigolo. You're like, I can't wait for the next episode. Like, is this right. going to be a thing? You know? <laughs> um, the only reason that's on the album is because they didn't have anything else to put on the album. So they needed to fill it out, and that's the perfect spot. That's the Pretty that's much. the weak lineup in the batter. That's the weak bat up in the liner. That's the weak <laughs> weak that's batter weak batter in the bowl when you're licking the batter off the bowl from weak batter weak cake. So That is the batter that they make weak sauce out of. That is the batter. <laughs> <laughs> hina 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 mega like a high mega hina ho. I don't know how to say this one. Hina, H-I-N-A. I'm not sure. This one, I do like this one, though. A little different vibe. They playing with their, with their jack on their guitar. Their Pre-Morello. Big beat. That's a big Billy Squire beat right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of wiping clean what came before it. Get low, Billy, get low. And it, it makes those weird, more proggy songs stick out, you know? Yeah. Oh? Eyes, 
this feels like a Van Halen song. A little bit. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah, in a good way. It's like a laid back uh, little guitars. Senorita. Yes. (laughs) Just the way the chords move. There's some cool production with the guitars and everything. Steve Steve and Dave did a good job on this one. And that descending. Oh, there we go. We got the yeah. pronunciation. Yeah. That's a very Eddie thing to do. Yeah, and there's Sonic fuckery though, where Eddie wasn't doing hard pans left and right. And no, that pre- was that was that was slick. Song just sounds a little different from the others too. Like they, they like the production is just a little bit different. Yeah, the, the beat is bigger. Yep, and and the, there is a different production approach to some of these songs, and you can tell like um, these are recorded this way, these are kind of recorded this way. Different right. focuses. Could have been different sessions. I don't know. It's sometimes with the, if the, if there's a keyboard that's going to be the lead, it's it's not recorded as if it was being played live. It's recorded as if it's just this upfront, you know, right instrument. No, more panning. Yeah. All kinds of panning. I feel like out of rock stars, I I know I said Sting did this or would have done this. I also think Steve Vai would dress as Pan for Halloween. I can see it. This is so whole lot of love, you know, in the middle when they're doing the freak out. Totally. Just just dig it, man. Oh, he's swirling it, dude. He's swirling it like Hendrix kind of th- wished he could have with technology. Steve has the technology now. Bionic yes. man. Steve Austin. He's carrying Steve Austin he's picking by. up the ball and moving it forward. Yeah. But he's also pretty fresh off of fucking playing with Frank Zappa. Right. So not, everything's possible. Yeah. You know, like playing four four is <laughs> like, <laughs> falling downstairs. Like he, yeah. Like was he taking correspondence course to like become astrophysicist at the same time as writing and producing this right. album? The, the the old that old fucking guitar club of astrophysicists. Steve I, Brian yes. May, we got um, a Prince. He was a fucking mm-hmm. honorary member for sure. <laughs> well, Dr. Dre, because he said he gets so much ass, call him an astronaut. So, oh yeah, obviously he's a doctor oh, yeah. and an astronaut. Just, there's nobody in that room does that do, that don't appreciate those hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps the heads ringing. Whew. yeah, that's a good one. I I I, I like that song. That's good. Second half, uh, pick me up after stand up. Yeah, that's the that's the real pick me up after you were supposed to stand up, but you kind of probably sat down, maybe went and got a beer, took a piss at that part of the concert. Nobody says stand up is my favorite David Lee Roth song. No, and if they do, 
they're probably one of the megas that was there back in 1988. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, Perfect Timing. That's the name of the next song. Perfect Timing. And I'm going to go into it. See what's so perfect about it. Once I turn this volume up so you can hear what I'm saying. Oh. Right, a little bop to that. Yeah. Uh, aren't you sinner swing? Yeah. yeah. A little time change that happens. Is this just a passing fancy or another passing game? It's called Wheelhouse Raw. <laughs> Very, very easily could be a Billy Joel song, too. Yeah. <laughs> Even that delivery is yeah. very big stuff or yeah. hot stuff, you can, big shot, yeah, whatever. You, big, big stuff. Big hot stuff. <laughs> big hot is stuff. The name, is the name of the song. <laughs> Dude, it is. This could totally be Billy Joel. What's the matter just, with the clothes I'm wearing? Yeah. <laughs> He's only... It's about five years late on that hook right there. Exactly. This That's is all. this this montage has been done in '84. Yes. Oh, Morse code. Mr. Bungle's doing telephone yeah. music. It kind of feels like he's reading the lyrics off of a fucking. You know, a car Fortune cookies, back of a bag of right, right? circus animals. Dude, he's got a <laughs> ransom note worth of fucking collected snippets from every place he's been that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just pinned to the inside of the studio. And it's all a different size. Dozen fonts. eggs and a case of beer and a <laughs> tonight's triple tonight pack of condoms. <laughs> yeah. His grocery list, dude. Eggs and bacon and things in the aisle for <laughs> What's it all for? Nothing rhymes with gondolotrimin <laughs> Oh no He's getting mad Billy Joel right here The light at the end of the tunnel is the front of an oncoming train This is, listen Yeah, yeah. No he's, he's like Pete Carroll when he gets too cute with the play, <laughs> with the play calls <laughs> It's like, yeah, I know why oh. you chose that but you shouldn't have chose that. Speaking of astrophysicists, that was Steve I doing a pretty good Brian May just then. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, as far as guitar tones go, this is very close to the tone Eddie would adopt, like around the carnal knowledge area. Like he'd be yeah. by two, three years to some of these tones. Yeah. Give the devil's guitar player his due. Exactly. The guy's got his his own space in the fucking guitar legend. We're gonna be you can be sad when he goes. That's why I ride this one out. So 
I got to ask you something coming <laughs> off of that song. Yeah. Do you think, you know, on a spiritual level, oh, David shit. Lee Roth, yeah. coming off of everything that's happened up to this point, in an unspoken, but maybe, uh, I, I don't know, you, you, you help project on this, yeah. Mrs. Michael. <laughs> you know that like, he kept when he when he was telling Billy to like tone it down. You think he was trying to tell him to like be a little more Mikey? On on the let's start with on the raw level of a vocalist being able to fucking sing with another vocalist mm-hmm. in a in those a, two have chemistry. They have what they call it. And and we always talk about Michael Anthony's backup singing. Yeah, we don't talk about the fucking dialogue that Michael and David. On the most basic oh. instrument possible, have so this, this is crazy love? connection. Dude, this, those right? two guys are kicking off that song, right? And this is why I fucking wish David would have been on Michael's side when he was getting <laughs> fucked in 1984. No royalties, predecessors with Michael Anthony. Get the fuck out of here! Fuck you. That's a holy fucking shit. The Michael Anthony shit. got the holy fucking shit. So, I think Billy Sheehan made more money in 1985 than Michael Anthony did. I think so. God damn it. And, and you know, worth his penny. Yeah, he's Michael paid got by the fucked. note. <laughs> Hashtag Michael got fucked. <laughs> Why are you picking on this? Well, that's right. what he was saying. So I think, I think this is, in some ways, anytime I hear David Lee Roth singing, whether it was his or Michael or the, the dynamic of mm-hmm. Van Halen wanting those really good lead singer backup vocals interplay, because backup vocals is doing it is a mis is, is misleading. They're yeah. not they're they're not that backed up, right, <laughs> right, and they fucking make it. Especially so, in a band like Van Halen, they were a vocal group. Like they always had the harmonies. They got the harmonies. Dude. That was their thing. You can't Hooks go with on. harmonies. Right. You can't go, if you got the good harmony. You guys, by the way, probably have day. good harmonies. Well, thank you. Blood um, harmony. That is. It's blood harmony. You know what I mean? It's like you know what Fremen it when they say a the man got the blood harmony on. And the screw fierce. Uh... Oh boy, <laughs> Chet Hanks, get out of here! Oh, what? I just got here. <laughs> get him out of here, yeah, that fucking, fucking guy, dick. I like seeing him every now and then. <laughs> just to remind me <laughs> that I'm doing okay. <laughs> so they're picking it up. Obviously, we've, we they buried the turd. They, they <laughs> we we can let it go. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, so far still got juice. They're still juicy. Still, so far we got through this almost this whole record. We got one more to go. Only one song to <laughs> only one was a bummer to me. Is it? We yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it? What are you giggling about, Giggle Puss? <laughs> I, 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 I kind of wish there's more than one oh, song left. Um, there's not even any bonus tracks. I don't even think this motherfucker's been remastered. I'll tell you what. It seems like. Every time David Lee Roth performs, whether just on tape or live, you're kind of like, ah, I'd, I'd watch a little more. Yeah, yeah. I'd hear, I'd hear some more. And that's the old vaudeville rule that he lives by. Always leave him wanting more, kid. <laughs> How many times has he said that while he's unbuttoning his pants? Uh, you follow? <laughs> okay. I'm going to drop the fly now. You got to take a piss. I'm going to drop the show, fly. Okay? We're going to let it by. Okay. <laughs> you follow? Oh yeah, that is sex with Dave. Yeah, <laughs> you follow. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> you got three seconds from there, that's, dude. That's all you get from there. Yeah, that was live, by the way. I want everybody to know oh. that was not a sample. That was Jared just fucking <laughs> that nailing was Memorex. That. 
you and Dave would have a sick band. I'm just throwing oh, that out there. I'm telling you. I, I also... I, I, did you, <laughs> I think you would be have a fucking great band with fucking Sammy, too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather be in a band with Sammy. No offense. Yeah. To Dave. He's yeah. Diamond Dave. He's amazing. He's I'm, awesome. I never want to be in a band with him. I want to say, in the, at this moment in time, it would be tough if he just walked through that door. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Or do you don't want to jam with me? What's the fucking deal, man? I'm a combat hippie, man. Love, peace, and heavy ready, artillery. ready, Dave. I like you, but I'm not ready. I didn't see this coming. It's I like drove the all the way up here from Pasadena, man, because I heard I, I got know. the live stream. I know. And live Jer- stream. I flew yes. private. I, I appreciate that, dude. Absolutely. But I did this to Jared once when I bought David Cross to a fucking podcast, <laughs> and he didn't see it coming. And now he's got you here, and I want to honor it. But I thought we were gonna. I thought we had one more of your tunes, and we were fucking out of here. Well, you're gonna pay for my Uber, okay? Yeah, well, I'll chip in. Yeah, well, I, well, where'd you come from? Are good, you going to SeaTac? And a good tip. Yeah, yeah, obviously, twenty percent. You about the hooker with leprosy? I haven't. And you keep the tip. Yes, okay. this I you have follow? not heard. You know I gotta that. get to the airport. Bye. I, I just bye. <laughs> Jared, I tell you what, I bumped the mic and I thought it was his dick when he was saying that. It was too on the nose, but I appreciated his timing. It's yeah, nice yeah. to see him when he shows up. He's good. He's good like that. Dude. Mm. Let's put a pin in this. Yeah, man. Two fools a minute. So I'm guessing he's just doubling up on the old uh, P.T. Barnum phrase of there's a fool born every minute. I think he's probably um, going to those. Is he playing with words? Right Okay. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> I do love the, <laughs> the lyrics. Pay special attention to the lyrics on this song. <laughs> They're so Start silly. with a laugh and not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like everything I like, or make me sick or poor or fat as hell. You beautiful doll, say one for me and try not. This is the one this is one of the songs he would oh turn right next Thursday. Keyboard coming in, a little bit of horn. And he called him out too. He said, Don't be shy. Stop dreaming and start driving, Stevie. Oh man. It's one of those. Only David Lee Roth could do this song. Yeah. Sammy can't do this song. No. <laughs> no, and, and, and that's the thing. Dave. Delivery on that. Hold on. I'm going to do the rare rewind on this, but hold on. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. He'll he'll go into he'll he'll ham sandwich all day long. <laughs> I like the taste of ham. Who doesn't like ham? Everybody likes ham. Uh, Yankee Doodle just came up. Do 
you, do you, you know what I want to say about David Lee Roth is I imagine at one point in his life he did dress up with blackface on, and yeah, I just, think he did not do it in any kind of malice way. <laughs> <laughs> and probably wasn't even aware that that was a thing, but like has such an appreciation for X, Y, and Z. When you're a big fan of Al Jolson like that, come on. At least when he was like eight, you know, a little shoe polish. Uh. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's, there's a photo album somewhere in Dr. Ross's fucking basement. Let's hear the last Steve Vai solo on this record. Get it, Billy? There's the horns. That's Steve on the horns. All of them. That's a, it's a bold move, and of course you throw it at the end of the song, end of the album. Oh, the song's a big swing. If you if you got this far, we appreciate your time. Why this never became like a theme song to a sitcom or something? I'll it's, never know. Dude, there is. God, what? Oh my God! What, oh, I was reading something today about it was his was almost the theme song to. Oh yeah, yeah. Nine hundred two one zero. Yes, nine hundred two one zero. Paradise yes. was supposed to be the theme song for nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, but they didn't like. His me. managers turned it down without even putting it to him. They're like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mr. Spelling. Yeah, Mr. Spelling and kiss the whatever. ring. Do you even have any money? Forever hold my peace. Oh my god. You told him what? <laughs> hey man. <laughs> well, you're fucking fired, Ted. <laughs> the real reason. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. The rap. Yeah. We can't let Stevie drive. No. I'm seeing how, you know, conjunction, junction, what's your function a little bit. I'm seeing uh, how a bill becomes a law. That's like there's some schoolhouse rock kind of like that kind of appreciation of the groove, though, you know? He couldn't hold back. He just didn't. I got to be home before the end of the record, man. Oh, Mr. Bungle gets the last word. Yeah. God bless you. And it wants to play Little Fighter. Who's Little Fighter? Uh, well, that's White Lion. But the song is Little Fighter. Well, Perhaps you right. remember Vito Brada? Oh, my gosh. There's, remember Vito Brada? You, you remember <laughs> he, he sleeps with the fishes. Um, there's fucking crossover with some of these guys and White Lion and, oh, White Snake. Um, oh, definitely. They're one degree of separation with Steve I. Yeah, there's, there's uh, 88 is when fucking Nothing Shocking came out. Did we finish the last song? We did. We sure did. Just now. I'll tell you what. It doesn't surprise me because however much I like this album, he gets to do a, a third one after this. And then, you know, they, they have to part their ways. All, all these people who are involved with this are out of here. Uh, they're out of here. They're going to go on to other careers People and get, stuff. Jason Becker wouldn't make the scene on the next album. Who uh, was the next young phenom. Um, sadly, uh Struck down with Lou Gehrig's disease and can't. Jesus, couldn't pl- obviously couldn't play. Yeah, it was a great documentary about him. Couldn't uh, or he- wouldn't. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Do 
to make up for that, you should watch the cool documentary about him and how I'm he composed sorry, composed from his wheelchair with <laughs> like sorry. a by looking at his thank you moving thank his you. eyes on a screen and he's still oh. composing. He can't even move his body. But you're a piece of shit, Chris. You know that you're going right to hell. Dude, do you think Fishbone's gonna be playing? <laughs> it's got to be all of them. If it's one, it's all. That's what I love about that band. That's, that's right. They all maybe stick we'll, together. Maybe we'll cover Fishbone up. Not this episode. <laughs> Is that too early? Yeah, no. I don't know if we'll get to fish on the next episode. Smoke weed every day.